Welcome to Acona Beyond the Articles, the podcast of Acona Online, the student-run newspaper for the Academy of the Holy Names in Tampa, Florida. Each episode is hosted by our staff members in which they give their opinions on a variety of current topics. We publish one episode per week, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, let's start the episode. Hi, this is Editor-in-Chief Chloe Mintz, and here is another episode of Acona Beyond the Articles. Um, In this podcast, I will actually be discussing academic burnout with um, one of our guidance counselors at school, Mary Beth Adams. Um, And I don't want to speak too much in this introduction, but I do want to preface a few things, kind of share my story with burnout a little bit, which I do actually touch upon in the interview, but just kind of get the ball rolling with the conversation before I insert um, the interview. So honestly, my reason for choosing to write about burnout is that is honestly perfectionism and I guess striving for academic excellence or academic perfection is just a very huge part of my life, um, unfortunately. And I realized that wanting to do well in school is not necessarily a con, but the way in which I've decided to go about it, it kind of is solely because it takes up so much of my time and consumes so much of like my life and I guess um, it consumes so many of my thoughts, like it's kind of like all I think about and that can be very detrimental in terms of mental health and just wanting to live a normal teenage life and that's not to say that we won't be stressed and that's not to say that school won't be difficult. However, I think being consumed by school and being consumed by grades is not healthy and I realize that is a strong stance to take but in my experience it has just been very, very, very unhealthy. Um, So kind of getting into it, I know that I mentioned this a little bit in the interview as I said earlier but I will kind of share last school year um I decided to go online (laughs) if any of you guys know me maybe you noticed that I wasn't like in school quite as much which is honestly if you happen to know me very well is very out of character because academy is honestly my second home I talk about it a lot but um I have attended the academy for 14 years now, so I really, really, really know the school well and like the back of my hand and teachers are, I I, I feel like maybe high school teachers won't always agree with this, but definitely like some of my elementary and middle school teachers are definitely like an extended family member. Um, So I just, I love the academy and for me to not want to be at school is very, very out of the ordinary for me. Um, But I just reached a point where I became, number one, very emotionally and physically and academically kind of burnt out. But then I also kind of fell into um, a depression. And I think that I kind of, it's, I don't want to because it is personal to me. I don't want to just like be very glib about it. And and I'm not trying to be. And I also don't think I'm going to go into full context because obviously that's a very 
personal aspect of my life. I just was very, very um, unhappy, was consistently comparing myself to other classmates, which is also not healthy. And I just could not kind of be in that environment anymore. Um, so, so I went online like that, that was like the best option for me. And I think also as someone who routinely for the most part visits, um, or sees a therapist, that was just, that was just better because I work better when I'm alone and not I just sometimes get like overstimulated, which, okay, we're going like way off topic and we're spending a lot of time focusing on me, but, um, that is really just my connection to this piece, which I kind of wanted to get out of the way and preface. Um, so yeah, I emailed, um, Miss, Mrs. Adams or Mary Beth Adams are one of our guidance counselors and I'd asked if I could interview her and really what I was trying to seek, which I know I tried to explain it at the beginning of the interview, but for cl- clarification, because I don't think I was terribly eloquent, um, things that I really wanted to hit on was, or were, um, academic burnout, how Miss Adams sees academic burnout in her day-to-day life as a counselor. I don't just mean like, oh, on the weekends, but like, as a counselor at the academy, how she sees burnout and different tips that she may have, um, to overcome such burnout. So that's really what we're trying to hit on. Um, I hope if you are listening to this and you're still here, I really hope that you find this podcast helpful. Um, or if you're in the same boat as me, or as like literally any other student, I'm sure. I hope that, again, that this podcast is helpful. So let's get into the interview. What I wanted to talk about was academic burnout. And I think, I guess for you, how do you kind of see that? Or do you ever like see students that kind of come in just like very overwhelmed with schoolwork or this kind of incessant need to be perfect? I feel like we definitely have that kind of expectation in society, especially for girls. Yes, I, I think you're right there. I think the, that, uh, as, and at the school, we have high expectations, and mm-hmm. I think the, that students compare themselves to each other mm-hmm. rather than to their own abilities, and therefore I think um, students, which I think it's great to challenge yourself, but I think they over-challenge themselves, and then they're constantly working at 150%, 200% all the time, that that's what's causing the burnout. Mm -hmm. I think it's great to challenge yourself in areas that you love, but you just can't, you know, take all the APs and take, you know, which is, you know, an amazing uh, goal, but it's not realistic for most of the students. And I think that's when the academic burnout happens, when you're just Mm -hmm. working so hard all the time even on a day that's supposed to be your you know down day or whatever you're Mm -hmm. (laughs) with less expectations you're still working at that high capacity and it's too much on your brain Mm -hmm. you need a break so I think kind of going into that as well like prior to what I was saying earlier um so I know that we just were talking about like kind of how burnout occurs but also why does it occur do you think I know that like again like I'd mentioned societal expectations but do you notice any other reasons or maybe do you expand on that idea 
Uh, well, I think that there's the notion out there that you're not going to get into a good enough school mm-hmm. if you don't take the hardest there is, the hardest path. And, I mean, I can understand that because it's with good reason that all our students want to uh, um, get into the best schools. But the schools really are looking at your record and, as an individual. They're looking at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the person who took all the APs and highest levels, maybe in one or two areas of interest. And that's what they're looking at. Like, I want to be maybe an engineer, so I'm taking all the highest uh, math and sciences, but maybe not in the other areas. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they're looking at. So um, they're looking at the round, the whole person, the whole round picture of what you're involved in, what you're interested in, um, not just taking the hardest classes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, if you ask the reps, they're going to say, we want you to take the highest possible class and get the highest grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but they understand that not everybody is going to be stellar in every single area. Right. So... Kind of, again, like this idea of senioritis, but one thing that I think we need to keep in mind is I think burnout is occurring earlier and earlier. It's not just at the end of your four years. Mm -hmm. Um, I think especially with wanting to get into a good school, we put a lot of, I don't want to say undo, but just a lot of pressure on ourselves to take these harder classes. And I definitely feel as if, as of late, getting into college has become not only more difficult but it's just a very or maybe maybe that's all I wanted to say just like a it's a it's a much more difficult process than it was before and it's also I guess like more kind of widespread it's not just for the select few like academics or something along those lines like everyone is very very stressed and everyone feels as if they have to I guess like be the best of the best so what advice would you give to an underclassman like prior to reaching that stage of just academic burnout? Like what would you tell them? I would say um, really do a self-assessment. Mm-hmm. You know, do I love this subject? Is this like my favorite subject ever and I can't wait to learn more? I just crave it. Go mm-hmm. for it. Go for the highest level. Do Do what you can do. But if it's one that you know, I'm not really interested in this topic, but I usually get good grades. Maybe I should, but if your heart's not in it, you know, well, you know, with how much time you have to spend in an AP, mm-hmm. that maybe that's not for you. I'm not saying you shouldn't take it. I'm just saying, think about the balance in your schedule. Think about all the things you're taking. And, you know, if there's nothing that's going to be very time consuming in mm-hmm. your eyes, then you can challenge yourself. You have to look at the time you're going to be spending. You have to look at your interests in that area um, and then the balance of everything, not only in school, but out of school um, to, to make sure you have the proper time to dedicate to that, that subject. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the best way to look at it. Okay. Thank you. That, that was really good advice. I definitely, I think for myself, that was definitely pushed um, creating like a timetable and kind of, I think like evaluating your interests, it perhaps could have been, actually, I don't know if I could say it could have been pushed a little bit more because I definitely think that I probably still (laughs) would not have listened because I'm just so very anxious about this whole process. And I definitely think that now I think I'm in a better place because it's kind of over for me, Mm -hmm. but, um, 
I really do wish that we had more conversation with the whole college process because right now, yes, I do have certain regrets in terms of just being so overwhelmed and being so unhappy. Like I actually went online last school year because I was very depressed, like just, I I don't even know how to describe it, but I was just very, very overwhelmed and I felt this need to just be the best and not necessarily comparative to my classmates. I've never really strived to be better than anyone else, but just like the best person I can be. But that's not really quantifiable. Mm -hmm. So I'm like struggling with no kind of metrics or anything along those lines to really define what is the best. I just continue to push myself to be better than the last test, than the last game if it was for like lacrosse or like whatever for whatever it was and I just think that that's a very unhealthy mindset so I really do hope that in the future we can do a better job of just spending more time talking about not just because I feel like when we talk about mental health we think more so of just like anxiety or like social and which I have I have Mm -hmm. and I'm totally okay with having that conversation but definitely in terms of academics as a college prep school because we want to do well and we want to be successful but I definitely don't think with all this unnecessary stress that I put in myself put on myself I wasn't as successful as I could have been I mean I I still was and I feel like I think it's unfair for me to say something like that but and I I think that you know you're really it's really thoughtful of you to look back Mm -hmm. and to evaluate how things have gone in the past I think for you you needed that Mm -hmm. so it's kind of hard to say like maybe I shouldn't have I think you you did the path that you felt you needed to do Mm -hmm. um but you also have to have time to be a, a student be a kid be a teenager mm-hmm. enjoy life because you know you're young and um mm-hmm. you know we want you to enjoy school not right. dread it and um mm-hmm. i think that's where you have to find that balance and it's so hard because it's different for everybody earlier you mentioned the boys you know girls and boys right. i do feel like girls try to work harder to be as competitive mm-hmm. um you know it just seems like girls need to be that much better in order to be considered for something it's mm-hmm. uh I think the way of the world is changing and I don't think that's the case anymore but I still feel like girls still feel that like okay I can't just be the best I have to be better than the best <laughs> in order to compete and um mm-hmm. uh but I think with all the greatest you know all these successes that uh girls are making and women are making in the world, I think that um, we're, we're starting to see a little bit of a balance, but it's still, it's still in our blood yeah. <laughs> to work that much harder. I definitely agree with the state, like with that statement. Um, I actually have a twin brother and my parents have always been very, very great with like the both of us. They do a really good job with ensuring that we're both treated equally, like any normal sibling would, even though we are a boy and a girl Mm -hmm. and like whatever but um I would definitely say that I still even though I've been treated the exact same as my brother and I kind of grew up with this notion that just because he's a boy that doesn't mean that we're not equal to each other but I still feel as if like having grown older and having learned a little bit more about the inequalities in society that it's definitely 
given me a lot more stress and then it's also kind of like yes my mom understands like especially my dad and my brother because we're a very very tight-knit family Mm -hmm. but sometimes I feel as if they don't understand exactly what it feels like to be a girl in this position because my dad's like oh Chloe you work too hard Mm -hmm. I'm like you don't understand like there are so many misconceptions and stereotypes that we have to I know that I'm a very privileged person so my what I consider like a burden is nothing compared to perhaps someone who's black or another type of minority like I know that I have what I feel is nothing compared to what they may feel but I still I guess I still feel as if my family doesn't quite understand all the time and that's that's very difficult because like my dad is like the primary breadwinner in my family which is awesome and I think my mom does a great job as a caregiver as well that is 100% what she was made to do mm-hmm. but kind of only having him as an example is very hard because I'm like I'm not going to be given the same treatment that you were given like even though we're working towards that it's just it's not the same thing I mm-hmm. think and I think we all have to met, like look at our uh, situations differently mm-hmm. um, your challenges are different than other people's challenges but don't minimize it because it's mm-hmm. still your challenge and that's okay you still have this challenge of becoming you know whatever you want to be and in given the situation that you're in you still have expectations you still have you know things to overcome other people have different things to overcome um, but you're still over both situations are overcoming something Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that you have that drive Mm -hmm. and you know that's what we want to keep we want to keep that fire burning want to keep the drive going without burning it out (laughs) or extinguishing it you know Mm -hmm. so that's why you know you have to like um, find your balance. Your mm-hmm. balance is different than someone else's balance. My balance might be different than yours, you know, and that's right. okay. Um, but, you know, we, you have a lot more years ahead of you, and you have a mm-hmm. whole career and family and everything ahead of you, and you don't want to um, burn it out too soon. The whole thing with senioritis, um, mm-hmm. I find that, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a term. Uh, it can happen to anybody at any time, but Usually we say senioritis because it happens sometime in the senior year, sometimes at the beginning, Mm -hmm. and that has to do more with, oh, I already applied to all these colleges, I don't have to worry about these classes. Uh, Other other times, like usually in the in the spring when it's happening, it's more um, about like you're going through a lot of changes, Mm -hmm. Um, and it hit it's hitting everybody at a different point of oh my gosh, I'm not going to see my best friend every day anymore. I'm going to be going somewhere far away miles and miles away and I have to meet new people and so you you automatically start drifting away from friends you you might even find some people get in fights and stuff and Mm -hmm. they never did before but it's more like you're protecting yourself you're going to have to make this break sooner or later so I'll just make it easy Mm -hmm. you know and you're not conscious of it so senioritis can mean lots of things um and we hope that everybody with all the activities and luckily this year we should be able to have most of those back again Mm -hmm. that you're able to create that bond with everybody and keep that bond even though you're going to be miles and miles away from each other so that when you get back together with them it's like time never passed Mm -hmm. and that's what our hope is and so we hope that to minimize the senioritis, to minimize the burnout with inter, interspersed different activities, the formal, all kinds of right. fun things. I think that's going to help. And you have to remember, you are 
a kid. <laughs> you need to enjoy life. You need to have some fun. And it's okay to take a break from the studying. It's okay to have a little bit of fun. Um, and then, you know, you know when to get right back to it. That's all. Right. Um, and that's where the balance comes in. Thank you. That was, <laughs> that was so helpful. I really, um, I really appreciate that because I feel as if, which this might be very selfish, but I feel like as especially like with senioritis, I think solely of my process of like my applying to colleges, my academic stress, like just like it's very self-centered and I'm not trying to be, but that's just like kind of how it is because it, you are going off on this new adventure like by yourself and you can't really take any, I mean, maybe you go with a friend, but you can't really take anyone with you. But mm-hmm. I think that's very important to acknowledge that change is not only happening in terms of, I guess, I guess kind of like in terms of like harder classes and like a new environment, but also like you'll be leaving like your kind of comforts behind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to think about like your friendships and really cementing those friendships because I feel like we've done so much work at the academy to like make new friends and to have like to create like this close environment I feel like if you were to just throw that away at the end of your senior year because you're scared of like letting go and like like you were saying to kind of minimize that um I guess impact that's actually that's actually really upsetting Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's also um, I mean, you are going on your own personal journey. Each mm-hmm. person is, and it's okay to be a little self-centered at this point because this these decisions do affect the rest of your life, obviously. But I think mm-hmm. uh, what happens is once you're away at school or even maybe even graduated from college, you look back. You look back and you understand why somebody might have picked a fight with you or right. kind of fell apart, you know, it, and then you get back together. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of the academy or any group of of people who bonded so tightly like we have our sisterhood that Mm -hmm. um we can go back to each other and you'll have that for life and I don't want you or anyone else to worry about that because we all in hindsight can see why things happened the way they did Mm -hmm. and I think that with all the values and the things that are taught here at the academy and just that bond that you create with your sisters that nobody's going to fault you for something that happened and you have to kind of forgive yourself for being a a naive teenager Mm -hmm. when you look back and see oh that's why that happened so um but I I really think that everything that the academy teaches and um you know helping everybody to have like open their world to choose classes that maybe they wouldn't normally choose I think that's all wonderful in helping us grow and -hmm. learn about ourselves so um you know and I like that we have that rule about if you don't have a 75 at the semester you might have to drop down because because of people striving so much it's okay to get a C Mm -hmm. I mean but we don't allow ourselves to get a C but that's all what it is about learning you know you learn your your strengths and your weaknesses and but the academy isn't going to let you have that C the whole year they're going to say let's try something different and um kind of help you to know yourself a little bit yeah so that was actually a really good point where you'd mentioned like we don't allow you to get a C. Like I think that's that's a really 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 good point I feel like no matter how much work I might have and no matter how stressed I might get about academics our teachers are here for us and they are trying their very best to ensure that 
Because yes, I definitely think that academics is more about learning, but also for this whole college thing, you want to do well. And I think that they're very mindful of the fact that not only, like I said before, not only do we want to learn, but we also want to show kind of like a stellar record, if you will. And I think that they, as I've been saying, are just mindful of that. And they, they really have like your best interests at heart. Definitely. So I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, I think lastly, just kind of tying back into like this academic burnout, what would you recommend? Um, so I know that we were talking about kind of like combating it beforehand, like any like prior, I guess like stuff you should do, but I guess like, so, okay, let's say that you are burnt out and you don't really know what to do. You're very stressed. You're unsure of I guess, like, where you want to go, like, in your future, what do you recommend students do? Um, I would say to make an appointment with your counselor, um, either your personal counselor or your college counselor, Mm -hmm. and really take, um, just take a a breather. Mm -hmm. Take a big, deep breath and kind of look at it for what it is. You need to map out or do do a basic little time management um, sheet of the week and build in time for fun built-in downtime to be able to watch your favorite show. Give yourself permission to enjoy some family time, maybe popcorn and watch a movie, uh, you know, or something so that you know you have something to look forward to. You can't, it can't be wall-to-wall studying and, mm-hmm. you know, no time for anything. You, so if you, if you built it in, then you're going to have a balance. And I think that's so important. And I know there's times when you're, okay, this is my time to study. I have two hours to get through this and you just you read the same sentence over and over and it just doesn't mm-hmm. go in this is when you take your break adjust your schedule take your break now take a walk do something physical mm-hmm. um get a drink of water you know whatever it is and then get back to it when you're ready and then you know you can adjust your schedule but that's the thing about schedules you can mm-hmm. always adjust it you just don't want to be a procrastinator put it all off and right. then all of a sudden you're overwhelmed but um, your counselors can help you with that. Your parents can help you. Your best friend can help you. You know, there's lots of people to go to. We have Dr. Grice and Ms. Kaiser. They're amazing mm-hmm. at helping students to just look at the whole picture and figure out, you know, it looks, it looks so daunting. There's no way I can get through this. But if we just kind of say, hey, you know, this will take me half an hour, but this is going to take me longer. How should I fit that in my schedule? Wait, I have this after school. I have mm-hmm. this, you know, so you have to figure that all that out. And I sometimes think that the busier we are, the better we are with our time management because right. we have less time to mess around. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I have definitely kept myself very, very busy. And yeah, I don't think I know procrastination, <clears throat> procrastination very well. Doesn't so that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. That's yes. a good thing. Mm. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. You've given me given me and whoever listens to this podcast like such great advice so i really really appreciate it you're welcome thank you hey chloe here again (laughs) i just wanted to say thank you for listening to this podcast yes it's over and done with um and i also wanted to make a quick clarification about a remark that i made in the interview i said something along the lines of my dad being kind of the only career-driven role model in my primary family and while objectively that is true I don't want my comment to be misconstrued as I think less of people who don't focus on a career 
And I especially don't want that to be misconstrued as I think less of my mom because she's my mom and not career-oriented or career-focused. That is not at all the case. I just have kind of like a different set of goals. And again, that is also okay. But I also want to say that I love my mom more than anything in the entire world. She is the best mom there could ever possibly be. And I am 100%, I was going to say in agreement, but in agreement with who, Chloe? In agreement with who? But anyway, I definitely think that if there is one thing for my mom to do in this world and to do well, it would probably be to be a mom. So anyway, I just wanted to make that quick clarification. You do you. There's no one right way to live. Maybe you want to pursue a career. Maybe you want to build a family. Maybe you want to go live on the moon. I don't know. You do you. And I'm not going to dictate that. So I just wanted to make that clarification because I did not at all want to come across as judgmental or anything along those lines. Okay, I'm glad I got that clarification out of the way. And also, just a quick reminder, if you are ever, ever, ever in need of help, please know that there are resources out there. Whether you'd like to seek your own personal therapist, I have one. She's awesome. I love her very much. She's super helpful. Or if you would like to see a guidance counselor at the academy, we have counselors that focus specifically on more like emotional health and emotional well-being but we also have academic resource counselors so please know that there are resources out there and that you are never ever 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 alone Alrighty, thanks again for listening